start again, and let me start by saying Merry Christmas. Turn to your neighbor right now and tell them Merry Christmas. Give them a greeting this morning. Tell them Merry Christmas. Man, I love saying Merry Christmas. This time of year, it always brings me joy. And I hope that your season is turning out to be merry and bright. That's, that's a series that we've been in right now. If you've been out a couple of Sundays, we've been talking through how to make the holidays, how to make this Christmas season just that. Okay, how, how can we make it merry? If it's not very merry and bright right now for you, what are some of the things that we can do to make sure that it is merry and bright? So I've been sharing some gifts that you can consider this Christmas season. Some of those things that are so important, but sometimes, honestly, we just don't think about it. And the first week I said uh, something, I, I told you something that you can give your friends and your family. Okay, and I, I, we looked at this and I said the best present is to be present. Right, and we looked at the scripture story, the the the, the Christmas story that the children presented today, and how God found it so important to be with us that He sent His Son here. He sent Himself to this earth. And if God's presence with us was that important, maybe that's something that we should consider. Right, that our presence. Matters If it matters that much to God, maybe it should matter to us. So if you really want to give something that's valuable this Christmas season, we said in that first week, we said, you know, you know you're, maybe just think about being fully present with the people that you love. And then last week, I told you uh, something that you could give God. Like, what do you give the one that literally has everything, the one that literally has created everything? And, and I, told him, I told you that you can make yourself available. Being available to God is a great gift to give them. And we looked at the story of Mary. And we talked about how God interrupted Mary and she made her life available. And because she was available, God did something amazing in and through her. And she made her way into the nativity. Right? If you want to give a gift to God this year, this Christmas, just be willing to be interrupted. Be available and see what he can do. Okay, so that brings us to today. Okay, I want to talk about the best Christmas verse that was given to us. Okay, and if you remember this verse, and if you apply this verse, and if you give this verse away, it'll make things merry and bright. Okay, and I believe that this is the greatest Christmas verse of all time. In fact, I love top ten uh, lists. I love uh, anything that talks about, like, you know, like the goat, like the greatest of all time. You know, anything that there's a list that... That, that is like a countdown. In fact, I'm a sucker for, on Sirius XM, on 80s on 8, 90s on 9 or whatever, they'll, every weekend on a Saturday night, like, they'll do the countdown from like the year 1984, right? And so once I hear that, like, I'm hooked. I've got to know what number one is. I don't know if you're like that or not, but that's one of my things. So if I were to put together a couple of lists, and if I were to put together the top 10 Christmas carols of all time, or the top 10 Christmas songs... What would be on that list? Okay, so this is audience participation. Yell it out to me. What do you think? What would be on Christmas songs' greatest list? What would you say? All I want, All I want for Christmas. What else? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. What else? Silent night. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jingle bells. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. He said that. There's always one. Uh, Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. That's one of my favorites. How about this? What about Christmas foods? Yell them out. What you got? What do you think? Christmas foods? Fruitcake. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, gingerbread. Yeah, you know what? I always, I always link this to Christmas. I don't know if this is really Christmas things, but Buckeyes. Y'all know what Buckeyes are? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Chai, were y'all just saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma used to always make Buckeyes during Christmas, so I remember that. What about the greatest Christmas movie of all time? What would that be? Oh, gosh, y'all, and Die Hard. I knew y'all were going to say that. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, it's debatable. All right. A, Chris, a Christmas story? Yeah, Christmas Vacation, of course. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, all right, all right, all right, that's good. Okay, what about the greatest Christmas Bible verse? Let me go back to this. What about the greatest Christmas Bible verse of all time? If I were to put a couple together, it would probably be one of these. I brought a few here up on the screen. For unto us a child is born, Isaiah 9. And this will be a sign. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That's Luke 2. Glory to God in the highest with the angels saying on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. That's Luke 2. These are great. And these are what we put on our Christmas cards. And this is what we focus on. But I tell you, if, if there's one verse that I think captures the Christmas story, if there's one greatest Christmas verse of all time, I'm going to say that it's John 3.16. Okay, in fact... It's the, greatest, it's the greatest verse in Scripture. It's the one that everybody knows. You're familiar with John 3.16 because you've seen it on billboards. You've seen it at football games. I've seen it spray-painted on the side of buildings, you know, in, in large cities. But you know what? Even saying John 3.16, some of y'all are going to say, that's not a Christmas verse, right? And you might argue with me. But I think that in a lot of ways, this verse explains what Christmas is all about. So what I want to do is I just want to read this verse with you. And what we're going to do is we're going to break it down together. Just a few points to consider. So let's look at John 3.16. You all know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now let's look at this verse with the time that we have left. And what I want to do is I want to break this verse down. And I want to show you why it's so important. And how this verse has a few goat portions in it, the greatest of all time portions in this scripture. Okay, so point number one, let's start here with the beginning of this. For God so loved the world. Okay, this first part, it shows us that this is the greatest love of all time. No one loves you like God loves you. Okay, no one loves you like your God loves you right now. I know your spouse loves you if you're married. I know your kids love you if you have kids. Well, sometimes. Sometimes, right? I know. I know that your mama loves you. But nobody loves you like God does. In fact, I highlighted a word that's stuck in the middle there. That's so. It's an adverb of intensity. God loves you so much. This just kind of cranks it up a little bit. You know, I... I I try to text my girls as much as I can during the day, just once a, you know, once a day at least in the morning times, just to say that I love them and that I'm proud of them. But every now and then, like when I tell them I love them, I'll, I'll do that. I'll say, I love you so, and then I'll put an extra couple of O's at the end of it. So I love you so much. And I think that's what John's getting at here. This, this, this word, that's his intention here, is just to heighten this idea of just how much you're God loves you. In fact, Scripture tries to explain the love of God for you, and it falls short. 
The Apostle Paul was writing in the, in the letter to the Ephesians, and he writes this down about God's love. And he's like, man, I wish you knew, I wish you could grasp just how big, and you know this verse, just how big and how wide and how deep and how high the love of God really is. And then at the very end of it, he says, but I realize that you just can't get it. It's just too hard. He says, I want you to experience the love of Christ, but it's too great for you to fully understand. You can't get it. Like, I want you to. I hope that you try to understand. But at the end of the day, man, it's just that he loves you that much. It's beyond comprehension. So, you see, if I could give you a gift this year that would make your Christmas merry and bright, it would be that your eyes would be open to just how much God loves you. That for some of you, maybe the scales would fall off your eyes and you would begin to see. That you would really see that you would know, or maybe that you would realize, or maybe just remember, because sometimes it's easy to forget because of how the world is, right? And how fast-paced we get, and all these other details that we feel like just distract us. Sometimes we got to remember just how much God loves us. And when we do, it helps make things merry and bright. The second thing about this verse is that he gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son... This points us to the greatest sacrifice of all time. This is the greatest sacrifice that's ever been given. H have you ever heard the phrase, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself? How many of y'all have ever said that? Have you ever said that? Yeah, you want something done right, better do it myself, right? That's kind of what happens in Scripture, y'all. We couldn't help ourselves. We couldn't get it right, so what God had to do is he had to do it for us. He had to give his only son. You see, God had a plan. Even before he created you, before he created this world, he wanted his people, those that he created, he wanted them to be in his family. But even still, he knew that there was going to be a problem, and that problem will be because of us, because we mess up, because we sin. And we created that problem. And God knew that that sin would stand between us and himself. And because of that stain in our lives, there's nothing we can do. We can't do anything to get it away or to get it out of our lives. So God had to take that responsibility for us and he sent his son to this earth. He sent his son to be that greatest sacrifice of all time. You know, it's, it's easy during this time of year to want to keep Jesus as this image of a baby in a manger because we like him cute and small. You know, I, I call this the Ricky Bobby syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? The eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, you know? I told y'all I was going to try to use that as much as possible during the Christmas season, right? But the truth is, that baby doesn't stay a baby. God's plan was for him to grow up and to teach us and to guide us and to lead us so that he could give his life for us. You see, the beauty of this is that we're not good enough on our own. I remember a story that was told a little while back of parents who went down to check on the Christmas gifts. They had gotten done putting the Christmas gifts out. And they went back down to make sure none of the kids were in it. And they found a little note to Santa uh, among those gifts. And they opened it up and it said, in the letter it said, Dear Santa, Sam is good sometimes. Jeff is good sometimes. And Johnny is good all the time. Sincerely, Johnny. 
You see, the problem is we're not Johnny. We're not good all the time. We need help. That's why he came. God knew that we couldn't do it on our own, so he sent his son Jesus to be that sacrifice, which leads us to the third point. The third point in this verse is that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This, y'all, is the greatest offer of all time. Which goes right along with this time of year because of how many offers we get, right? We get so many offers. Every time I open the mailbox, there's another offer there, a magazine or something it is sent to the house. Every time I open up my email, I don't know how my email has gotten to all these different companies, but they're all sending me these great offers for the best Christmas deals around. Listen, this is the best offer you will ever receive. Nothing is ever going to top this. And the reason I say this is because not only do you not perish, as it says, not only do you transition into this eternal life, but what happens when you accept that gift of Jesus Christ is that those sins that we talked about just a minute ago, those sins are washed away. You can't do that yourself, but they are taken away from you because of Jesus' death and resurrection. And because your sins are gone, you receive a new life and you have a new purpose. And it doesn't get any better than that. You see, that new life and that new purpose that Jesus came to bring to us, it makes things better. And when we remember this verse that tells us about the greatest love, that reminds us of the greatest sacrifice, that gives us and offers us this greatest offer of all time. Man, when we remember that, when we take that with us through the Christmas season... It's merry and bright. Let me break this down um, and offer something to consider for three different groups of people that are here, just real quick. Number one, are those people that may be here for the first time and you've never accepted the love of Jesus? Maybe you're here because uh, it's Christmas season. I feel like I gotta be in church. Maybe you're here because your family brought you here, but you've never really taken that step forward to be a part of God's family. Listen, God wants you in his family, okay? He does. He has provided everything for you to do that, but he's not going to force you to make that decision. He wants you to choose. So if you want to have a merry and bright Christmas, that comes with accepting Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Invite him into your life and then see what he can do in and through you. The second group of people are maybe those that just need a reminder you know, maybe things aren't so merry and bright because things have gotten out of control, you know? You know, this time of year with a week left, you're probably, a lot of you are probably running through the list right now when we should be concentrated on this moment of worship, but we're still running through everything that we've got to do for the upcoming week because there's so much that wants to distract us. Maybe just for those of y'all that aren't having such a merry and bright time because of everything that's going on, Maybe you just take a minute and memorize this verse or just take this verse with you and just repeat the beginning of that verse, just the beginning that God so loved. Because when I remember just how much God loves me, man, it changes things. It changes my day when I realize that God is for me. And then the third, one more group of people. You need to give this verse to somebody you know. 
You have somebody in your life that doesn't know Jesus. And because of that, their Christmas isn't merry and bright. And they don't know why it's not. And they're confused because they're going after everything this world says is what's needed to have a joyful life. And they're wondering why they have no joy. You see, you give them this verse. You be ready, as the Apostle Peter said, to give an answer for the hope that you have. When you do... And you explain to them this John 3.16 of the greatest love, the greatest sacrifice, and the greatest offer. It will always make things merry and bright. I promise you. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the children, for the joy that they have brought us today. And God, we thank you for those that pour into their lives and for the impact, God, that they're making in these young lives. And God, we just thank you for the message of Christmas. God, we thank you for the message of love, of what you came to do and what you provide to everyone who believes in you. So God, I just pray, Jesus, as we... Run around and we hurry in these final moments before Christmas. God, that we would remember the story. That we would remember John 3.16. Because when we think of what Christmas is all about, how you've given your love, your sacrifice, and the best offer to anyone who believes, man, when we think about that, when we concentrate on that, God, this is what makes things merry and bright. Jesus, we love you, and we give our lives to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen.